Have you ever wanted to discover what's missing in your life? Metaphysics is available to all and is part of your life even if you don't know it. Welcome to Metaphysics, a view through the veil with Barb Crowley. Together we'll explore the mysteries behind metaphysics and how to use it to have a deeper understanding and advantage in life. And now here's your host, Barb Crowley. Hi, this is Barb Crowley and welcome to Metaphysics, a view through the veil. Today we're talking to Vivian Chauvet. Vivian, in 2007, went through a major awakening and energetic reset, then was trained by the Acturians in holographic and quantum healing. She serves as an emissary for the uh, Galactical Federation, working in close partnership with the Lyrians, Syrians, Andromedians, Palladians, and other interstellar delegations. Although she had a major awakening in 2007, Vivian was born with the innate healing gifts encoded in her DNA that assist conscious sentient life forms to heal at the core soul level. Vivian is in constant telepathic communication with her team of light and serves as an ambassador between the higher spheres of realities and the earth plane. Her galactic family are conduits of light consciousness who create profound paradigm shifts at a planetary and collective level to move from fragmented energies of duality to oneness, which is us, <laughs> which is the earth plane. Um, so what I, I want to really start, I'm fascinated by you, so I have to start there. And I, but I want to start with what happened in 2007 that, that woke you up, that may, had you become aware of your DNA, of your soul purpose here. That's a fantastic question. Thank you so much for having me today uh, as a guest this is the first time during an interview that that aspect of my bio had become a starting point, and I love it. Thank you so much for doing oh, good. it. <laughs> this is awesome. Good. I'm glad. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, only here with you. Well, 2007 has been a very defining moment on my um, life journey because a few year, a year before that, I just moved from Canada to Arizona. There was a huge change. I, you know, I left everything behind, so to speak. I, I quit a government secure for life job, the whole nine yard. And I moved to Arizona and it's been, it wasn't in the making for many years. Within a year of being within the ancient grids of Arizona, right in the desert, the connections to ancient Egypt and other form of ancient grids that we have here in Arizona, 2007 became a threshold for me. So I've always been aware of who I am. But 2007 is the marking point on my own timeline when my group, my Arcturian delegation came and says, okay, now that you are physically anchor within the ancient grids in Arizona, you are ready to go through a major reset. And what that means is that literally for an entire month i had to lay down and and i couldn't do anything because i went through a physical reset my brain function my brain were completely rewired with a new brain synapses upgrades of the neural pathways 
upgrades in my nervous systems um, to bring in a higher level of conduit, my consciousness went into a complete change. So think of it this way, the version of myself as I had known me all this time until I reached that threshold, that point in 2007, I became a higher version of myself that from that moment on. And as a result of this, this is where a lot of knowledge was turned on, either deeper memories, deeper realization about who I was, merging, starting to merge more with my Octarian self, opening my senses and my intuitive centers right to the next level that will let me to walk a journey to where I am today. And it has been a very profound transformational integrative process along the way. So 2007 has been really for me a huge um, trigger points. And what led to that reset, who I call it a profound awakening, is that at the time I was still new to Arizona and I have met this amazing group called at the time they were called out of the box and they were a quite a large network of wonderful like-minded people who I became friends with and we would do you know spiritual journey we would go to let's say the Navarro reservation to go see the Kachina dance what I did two three times uh we would go you know to the realm the rim of the Grand Canyon to do some ceremony, calling in the star people, connecting with the earth. We would do all kinds of really wonderful what a activations. Powerful place, yeah. Right? Thank you. Yeah, and, and to have that accessible to you, you know, what an amazing thing. Precisely. No, I agree with you, Barb. And so what happened to go back to 2007 is that right before I went into this reset with this group, we went um, spending the night uh, right on the rim of the Grand Canyon. It was right in a sacred place, um, the land of the indigenous people. And so that night when we did a fire ceremony in honor to the indigenous people and the star people and opening the gates and really connecting with, you know, prime creator and the land, we received a visitation of many spirit elders of the indigenous tribes, the original tribes who were part of the land, and they came. And how do I know is that I could hear them drumming. I can hear drum. Like you can see, like there was, I can feel their presence. They were very omnipresent. They will let me, they will let me know that they were there and they were drumming. I could hear drum out of in a plush. Patch, uh, sorry, peach black, because at night it's pitch black there. Unless you have flashlight and a fire going, it's it's very dark. You're right in nature. There's nothing. It's the land and the rocks. So it was super dark. The fire is going. Many of us are still in a circle. When the temperature dropped dramatically, and the temperature was so cold at some point, and I went into a uh, Hypodermia. I mean, my body was in distress. So mm -hmm. they came, the indigenous elders gather as a tribe around me, and they were playing the drum. 
And I could wow. hear them physically as much as I hear your voice. And what happened is that they were helping me stabilizing my, my body temperature. And then I was wrapped into this thermic blanket and I, I lost consciousness. I just came out of body. When I came back from this experience, this is where I went into a huge reset. I mean, brain, body structure, template, consciousness. I went into a huge reset after that. And that was the marking point to answer your question about 2007, how this higher version of myself came about. It started there with the presence of the indigenous elders playing, you know, beating their drums for me. And then my body was already going into that reset. I did not know at the time. But my mm-hmm. everything started to shift. I can feel like I was shedding a very old aspect. I was letting go of an aspect of myself. Mm-hmm. And as the other aspect came through. So it was very profound for me. Was it frightening too? Or was it more like coming home? Oh, I like that. That's a good point. I must say that when we were still on the land in the middle of the night there's nowhere to go you have to be there it's mm-hmm. it's so there's you, you can't see the road so you're there um my body was in distress so that one i i felt um i had really deep concern and even members of the group were very concerned for me because i was having a really really physical palpable reaction that's mm-hmm. because the process had begun and nobody knew about it at the time. But when the indigenous elders came in spirit to play the drums for me, to unify their drum, to create like a heartbeat of energy around me, that calms me down. I felt like I was surrounded by a blanket of love and support and then my octarine group came and with the elders and this is where after I was wrapped into a thermic, thermal, some, I mean, thermal blanket, when I disconnected out of the body, I woke up the next morning, I was still in the same position as I was. This is where I realized, okay, there's something profound going on, and I'm just going to surrender to the process. And I was coached and guided, of course. I knew that I was simply going into a huge metamorphosis or a, a deep awakening and that would bring and lead the way to the next step of my my purpose, my life path. And this is how I approach this. It, I will always remember, all my life, I will remember, and I still give gratitude and love to the indigenous elders who've come that night. And there were many of them. There was a group of them. Were, um, could the others in your group hear the drumming, or was that only for you? It was only for me. Yeah. So it yeah. scared them to death that you, you know you're going through this, and they they couldn't hear the connection you were having with no. uh, the other side, basically. Right, right, and there was, and you're right about that. And many were concerned. Luckily, we were surrounded by a lot of intuitive people and very connected. So intuitive, intuitively, some some of them just stay around the fire. It was like like gatekeeper there was just placeholders and that was they held space for you exactly and that's what helped to bring in and um 
the, you know, the indigenous elders, the guardians of the land, they saw who I was. They knew that we were there to, to do really good, you know, positive work. We're there to bless the land and be in sync with Gaia and the star people. So they said, okay, one of the star people is in distress. Let's come and help. And that's what they did. You consider yourself an I, you know, correct me if I'm wrong in this. You consider yourself an Acturian star seed. Is that true? And what is a star seed? Gladly, we're going to explore the word star seed. I am more than a star seed. And so if you explore the word star seed, the definition as we understand it is that it is the soul emanation of a being, a cosmic being that represents a very specific other group consciousness, whether it's the Pleiadian, the Syrians, Andromedans, uh, the Alpha Century, Alpha Centurion, and all of them. So soul essence of these cosmic beings come and project that aspect or that spark of themselves and will come into a human form, will embody human form where they are born, you know, like here the, the mother give birth to the child and then they grow up. And usually the beauty and the strength about a star seed is that they have a very clear understanding of who they are at a soul level. They can feel that the earth is not quite their home place. You can tell us it's not home. It's almost like when you visit a place and you know you you go on vacation or you you for work and you visit other places you know that you're going to come back home to your point of origin. Well, they feel that energy or uh, many star seed will feel like, I don't belong in this family. I feel like I was dropped on the planet yeah. in this family yeah. for a purpose, right? We can relate mm -hmm. to that. Well, yeah. <laughs> in my case, it's more than that. I'm more than a star seed is I am an, I, I'm an aspect of my Arcturian self. So think I more have an Octarian being who have embodied a very unique body template. So my physical vessel was engineered by the Octarian so that I can be here in this form, but as one of them. So this is why mm -hmm. in my case, the word star seed doesn't really apply because I came in as more as an Octarian being in this human hybrid form. If I've got this right, so so it is in your DNA. You are an Acturian who has taken a human body to come here to to if I've got this right, to help change the energy, to help move the human race forward. Is this true? Is this do I have this right? You are in a, in a, you capturing the soul essence of this. Absolutely, we're here to supporting significantly as paradigm shifters to move the acceleration of the evolutionary process. As a think of me as a positive catalyst of acceleration for that evolutionary process that we call ascension. So, in addition to my DNA, also. The, the being within myself, if I want my being, who I am, my essence is I am an aspect of my Octarian self. Mm -hmm. Now, um, Edgar Casey said, Acturus 
is the highest civilization in our galaxy. So in other words, I'm looking at you as someone who has gone on a mission, who has, um, I don't want to say sacrificed yourself, but you have taken on a density, um, wrapped yourself in a density. I can't, I, I don't want to say taken on because it is not impacting or impeding your true self but wrap yourself in a density to be able to be here and work here and, and work with humans, work with our spirits to, to help us move on. Um, please, you know, this is my understanding. Please jump in if I've got this wrong, you know, feel free to say, no, 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 that's not, <laughs> you know, but I'm getting this idea that this was really your soul mission and even though you were born as an Acturian in a human body, your timing didn't um, activate until 2007. Is is that true? 2007 was simply my own catalyst point for the next mm -hmm. level of transformation. I've always been who I am, even as a child growing up. It was just at different stages of evolution. And there was a purpose for this. And there was a very specific timeline and synchronicity. If you look at how much human beings or this civilization, this planet, Mother Earth, has been shifting, you can feel there's a very divine, precise synchronicity to each point of evolution, whether it's moving from the 70s to the 80s, and the movement of the 90s going into the 2000 years and to where we are today, there's a distinction in the evolutionary process, whether it's conscious awakening, coming into more uh, presence, embodiment, mentality, reversal of thought systems. So something similar into my own <clears throat> timeline in terms of I've always been who I am. I have simply gone through different points of evolutionary process and activation as it was appropriate, depending of where I was on the journey. And in parallel, where was the earth and the collective consciousness at a time? So for example, if I had come more into fully activation as I am today, or a fuller activation as I am today, you know, 20 years ago, it, it would have been catastrophic. It would have not mm -hmm. been received. It would have caused fear, uh, rejection, and most likely unwanted attention and unnecessary attention. So you have to understand that as in parallel, we also monitoring, we, my Octarian group, or monitoring the process and the evolution on the planet. So I couldn't come into my fuller power or abilities or who I am to bring those frequencies too soon because I may have been ready, but overall people were not. So it mm -hmm. defied a purpose. And I love what you said about my soul mission. You understand it very well. You really summarize the essence of my soul mission. I am here on a very huge soul mission. That is very true. So this is why I had to learn to be very patient 
with a process. If it was just for me, we would have done that already 20 years ago, 30 years ago. But at the same time, we're here to support and inspire as opposed to impose an evolution to a planet that was not in ready at that point. So it 2007 was my own catalyst at the same time as we saw a shift energetically on the planet. So it was safer for me to come in that acceleration to bring the next set of frequencies and I'm continuing to evolve. So imagine between 2007 to today, 2023, I'm already are again in a different space. I've already shifted and evolved even more. So have you. So mm -hmm. it's like two parallel, so to speak. And it'll come a time where I'm going to shift much more again. That's because the earth overall and overall the population or the consciousness on the planet will be ready for this. But so it's it's a beautiful synchronization like a dance uh, where mm -hmm. it's a rhythmic pattern of readjusting what frequencies can come through and what can we bring to support this beautiful evolutionary process. I have to ask, because it doesn't look good out there, how are we doing? <laughs> you know, it's like when I look out there, the fear, the hate, the upset, the anger, it's like, oh, how are we doing? <laughs> well, you have to have more faith in yourself and recognize more for where you are. Think of it as a volcano. We look at this, these ancient guardians, uh, like volcano, like really powerful ancient guardians, and they have all this potential and this energy. You have to look past more than the eruption. You have to look understanding what they are, their purpose, their capacity, what the potential they hold, and how they're able to and that potential helps them to evolve and shift and supporting, you know, wherever they are uh, on the planet. Well, think of yourself something similar. It's just an image here. But think of it this way. What the invitation we sent to you right now is looking at what potential has been really much starting to move and activated and come to the surface. So all of these old layers are the shift of paradigm shifting belief system on programming ourselves, removing or stepping out of the brain, mind connections, and even the way the brain functions and the ability to bring in a higher consciousness to everything. It's a, it's a work in progress. It's like a, a masterpiece that is constantly shifting and evolving. And sometimes the masterpiece, you think you have it right, and then that trick goes across the painting, and you go, oh, I just ruined the whole thing. And the answer is not, not quite. Look look deeper. That portion can be simply shift in something else and what you can do with this. So you're doing better than you realize. That's because right now... <laughs> There's so I much dust, <laughs> right? And weeds yeah. pulled and structures ex exposed. So all we see is what's swirling in front of our eyes or what we read about. Well, you have to look deeper. Look deeper. You know that there's something bigger, a design, something, an evolution, a process, a coming together that is 
brewing underneath, right at the core of the volcano on this more than just the su surface eruptions. Can you see for can you see the as you call it the ascent uh, the earth ascension timeline? Can you see forward like when we're gonna get there? <laughs> I don't have the patience you have. <laughs> well, you know, well can you, <laughs> do you know the timeline? <laughs> well there's never a prediction. And in fact, we invite all of you to step away from predictions because it can only be to speak as potential and probabilities. Yes, we can see where the most probability of the timeline is going, the stability of the timeline. And that comes from all of us every day with the stabilization of the quality of your thoughts, believe in yourself, shift yourself paradigm. You can, you can already shift your own paradigm every day to says, I no longer going to feed my attention, my light, and all of myself, including my inner peace, to the surface eruptions. I'm going to feed more the core of what the ascension is, to understanding what ascension is about. I'm going to more feed and sustain the core of it, rather than being caught up and discouraged to the surface eruption. Those surface eruptions, again, it's a figure of speech. It's just to illustrate that those are necessary in order to really let the way, clear the way for the true creation to come through. So if you look at what 2023, energetically, vibrationally, lots of change, lots of surface eruptions. Personally, people are going through a lot, purging emotions, uh, anger, grief, stress, anxiety. Mm -hmm. This is all part of the surface eruptions. And for something else, there's a new design. There is another aspect of you coming in underneath all of it. And that is this other aspect of you that is rising. So we see something similar on the planet in 2023. It's very fertile about it. So think of it this way. 2023 is when many, many, many gardeners around the world have come into this huge garden and says, okay, you take this corner. I have this corner. You take the front. I'm in the back. We're going to go and deeply clear the land. We're preparing this garden for what is coming in the next crop and what we want to really turn this garden into a paradise, so to speak. Again, it's a figure of speech, but it's a good mm -hmm. image. So the garden seems all messed up, and sometimes you go, oh, are we going to be ever done with this task? It seems to get forever, right? But yeah. in reality, yeah. there's something else, that energy, the life force energy, the vitality of the garden is starting to rise. But we're so busy every day and what we're being fed in many ways through look at the chaos on the surface you'll never be done with it it's just an impression and everything that you're planting all the seed of kindness clearing restoration um, bringing the light every day to de dedicate yourself it's planting seeds underneath the surface of this garden that we're all working on right now then 2024, we can feel already energetically that many of those seeds are going to start to come. We can feel already going to shift 
there's a profound transformation, opportunity for metamorphosis, opportunity for greater awakening. So the seeds planted today will blossom today and some are designed to blossom next year or tomorrow. So you're going to feel that everything is in constant motion. Nothing is in vain anymore. We said that a lot. We will repeat it again. Nothing is in vain anymore. That means that every seed attended to, whether it's an extraction, a healing, a screaming, a kicking, lead the way for a new potential to come through. So there's a lot of movement. So our That's loving- very hopeful. Right now, yes. I want to take a break, but, uh, but I want to say that you just gave me a lot of hope that we have already dug up the earth. We have already done the demolition and planted, which is the best part. So we'll be right back to talk about what we're going to grow. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. One thing's for certain. Life is uncertain. Do you navigate the unknowns? Visit aviewthroughtheveil.com to sign up for psychic readings and classes with Barb Crowley. You can schedule one-to-one sessions with Barb for personal and relationship counseling, pet communication, mediumship, career and business direction, or sign up for one of her classes. Everyone has answers through the metaphysical plane, but they need help to access them. Get the help you need today. Visit aviewthroughtheveil.com. Life can be confusing at times. There can be uncertainty, disappointment, and an inability to clearly see where you're headed. But it doesn't have to be this way at all if you understand how to take the next step in your life. Tune in to Living the Miracle with your hosts, Michael and Raphael Tamora. We'll help you to find the deeper meaning that awaits you in your life, have certainty in yourself, and learn to be clairvoyant. Listen Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Enjoying our shows and can't get enough of us? Follow us on Instagram at Voice America Talk Radio and see what we're cooking up for you. You are listening to Metaphysics, A View Through the Veil with Barb Crowley. To reach the live show, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to aviewthroughtheveil at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Hi, we're back with Vivian Chavay. And we have, uh, Vivian Chavay is an Acturian. She's calling it Acturian hybrid. I'm talking... I'm calling it an Acturian who has taken on a human body to assist the rest of us <laughs> in moving forward to the fifth dimension. We were on our break really just talking about the fifth dimension. And um, can you talk about that fifth dimension ascension and what happened to the fourth dimension since we're in the third dimension? So if, if you can great take question. us through that, that would be great. Of course, with pleasure. 
So think of it this way. The fifth dimensional frequency is like a goal. This is where we are returning to. And this is what's called ascension. Ascension is really shifting to a certain dimensional experience to a higher dimensional experience. And as we are shifting vibrationally and in frequency, we are ascending to different realms of consciousness, light, evolution. So the fifth dimensional frequency is where the earth and overall, even the solar system is simply returning to. It's a return to. It's not just the ultimate point is beyond the fifth, the fifth dimensional frequency, there will be other opportunity to go beyond that. But for now, as we looking at a planet, the earth, and an entire civilization that have dis- descended so deep into third dimensional frequencies, the fourth dimension is more of a bridge. It's not a place to linger. It's more of a, just a stepping stone above the third. So the fourth dimension is really just a bridge. So not only that we're skipping over is that there's already a lot of movement has been gone through the third to the fourth, and then we're shifting more naturally to a fifth dimensional frequencies. The fourth dimension is more like a midpoint. It's mm-hmm. like telling you, you know, you're you're on a on a long train on a journey on a train, and you gone in a station the station is just a midpoint but you don't linger there it's, it's almost like a resting point i'm sorry a resting point oh, like a no. resting point in between no. the two no 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 we don't linger in the fourth because on mm-hmm. the fourth dimension again it's just a little a stepping stone above the third this is not mm-hmm. really much an evolution it's just a stepping point the fourth dimension is a lot of association with either the astral plane there's a lot of sometimes souls who get caught up coming out of the third dimensional frequencies or of the last incarnation, it gets, sometimes it gets stuck there. So it's mm-hmm. not a place that you linger. It's not like, would you linger an entire day in a train station? If there's, if you're not going. Hopefully not. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's something similar. Yeah. You know, you're not going to spend a day in a airport just because you want to be there. So. Mm-hmm. And, and what is the fifth dimension? What is I'm the sorry? fifth dimension? What is the fifth dimension? dimension where well, are we the, going it's not aware it's simply a shift in vibration it's mm-hmm. it's a movement you're shifting it's not a destination it's just a different transformation of a state mm-hmm. you know it's not like we're it's like a going on an airplane when you go from point a you go to b this is your destination this is not that it's more of the shift the transformation we're moving back into being more being of the light, our frequency accelerate, our vibration evolve. It's more of an evolution, a transformation. It really is that way. And then those frequencies shift how we utilizing our gifts, let's say, you know, thought form projection or self-healing and all of these qualities that we have is where it's like um, how could I say that? letting go of an identity and that we said mm-hmm. the identity of the third dimensional frequencies where we have a name a stories a beginning a middle of an end that's an identity so you shedding this identity and you start to transforming you're returning to a more natural state of understanding who you are that you are this 
divine being of light, and you've been playing the roles as an identity, as an earth humans, and you lived a life, and you learned a lesson, this is how you gain light, compassion, mm-hmm. wisdom, and then you move in your evolution. It's more of an evolutionary process, a shift in frequency. You can feel an elevation and transformation rather than a destination. Will we be dropping the duality that um, and the density and the separateness that we all seem to be in now? <laughs> you know, um, into more of a oneness or more awareness of our connections, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Good points, actually. Awareness is the key word, is when you start to detach yourself from the attachments of an identity or a form, you start to understand that you've been in oneness, but it's been simply forgotten, repressed, Mm -hmm to profit more of an little me, what we call the lower me versus the higher self, this identity of what this body, these senses, these faces that we see, you know, personality traits, names, you know, like it's like wearing a, a label, a tag name. My name is, and this is my identity. I wear it, it belongs to me. All of these energy that is part of the third dimensional reality of experiences. Remember, it's all experiences, including the duality or the illusion of separation from, you know, the solar system, from the universe, from source, from everything else. There's no more a sense of isolation and that duality or that polarization at some point become non-existent. Earlier today, you mentioned about Edgar Cayce, the sleeping prophet, who speaks about his own experience within our realms, Arcturus. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that he mentioned about the Arcturians is that we are one of the most enlightened ancient civilizations interacting with the Earth and this quadrant and this solar system, which is absolutely true. What we have reached is complete unification Why? Because duality and polarization is completely 100% non-existent. We have evolved way beyond these level of evolution. And as a result, as a civilization, just like your civilization, we are a civilization as well. We have simply reached a level of mastery. Well, we have to Mm -hmm. think about we are millions of years old. So there's thousands and thousands of years of learning, expanding, and returning back to Prime Creator as a nocturnal civilization. So the same phenomenon is coming through the planet right now where more and more people are releasing their attachments out of habits and programming to duality, bad, good, black, dark, light, dark, and all of these. This is just labels here. Understand that there's no... And the density, and the density. I feel like the density, we can't hear each other. (laughs) I feel like it's just like a wet blanket over us that that muffles everything that, you know, so will our body change? Yes, absolutely. The body template 
the human body template is designed to be more luminous, not as this density. Density is simply that the frequency are so slow and mm-hmm. everything starts to feel more condensed. But if you look at the human template, the human body, there's a lot of spaces within it. There's a lot of quantum energy. There's a lot of synergy and intelligence. So the body responds to not only the state on the planet, but also our thoughts, our projection, how we perceive realities. Where are we? So the more you're consciously awakening, the more you start to bring yourself, identify yourself as a divine being of light, then in this lifetime, you may be a star seed, or you may be you know, an angelic being, or you may be a fairy being. Those are just soul aspects that you brought in this lifetime to supporting your reawakening. So you're understanding that there's so much more to you, and you start to release attachments, whether it's emotional attachments, whether it's attachments to what you think you knew, old structures, books, what you read, what you were thought, you know, structures of reality start to shift, and you start to see yourself with renewed eyes to go, oh, there's a divine spark behind those eyes. So what is my relationship to my body? What does it mean? And you start to realize that your body is following along with you. Yeah, mm-hmm. What you think, what you feel, your emotion, how you perceive yourself, what you believe and you maintain in your field. So your body has the ability to becoming clearer conduit, meaning that it can hold more light. It can start to feel and shift. There's a mini example in the earth history of masters of light or masters who have reached the level of enlightenment and luminosity and they can bring their light body them with themselves. They can shift their body back to an advanced light body structure and bring their form with them. There's no need anymore as we evolve more and more and more over time to stay stick in that reincarnation wheel and to drop a physical body behind your soul leaf, look at the lessons, come back again the next one and do it again. There's no more need of that. <laughs> Good, because it's exhausting, I think. <laughs> um, is that the quantum DNA 12 strands you you mentioned in some of your writings? Well, thank your you for DNA asking. is becoming becoming our DNA changing. Oh, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. If you look at, again, this is part of the body template. The original template, your DNA was fully activated. Completely open, the pineal gland was completely open. All of it, it is part of the descending, descending back into consciousness, disconnect from source, disconnecting to identify to more of the lower mind, the little me, descending into physicality, and then the strength were simply dormant. And for me, 12 strength, back to only two strength. But there's so much more to you. How much potential of the brain is being used? You know, the pineal gland, now it's down to, what, a grain of rice? This is not its original form. So the body structure, the entire body template is starting to shift and move and evolve. Same thing with the chromosomes, the pair, you know, everything in you. 
is shifting and evolving as your consciousness, your awareness start to move, evolve, and accept new realities. It's all interconnected. Now you came, um, you came into life form at this point to assist to to assist that vibrational shift. How many of you came, <laughs> and is it just coming from um, Acturus, or many of the different dimensions are coming now to the Earth plane to assist, or? Am I wrong on that? Is it is there more of an influx now from other dimensions to this dimension for assistance or um, not? <laughs> or, you know, everybody every now and then other other uh, dimensions drop in to help move us along and then leave. Is it is it a bigger effort from all the dimensions? to help our dimension, to help increase our vibration. Did I make myself clear? Am I? Yes, yes. It's just you move from one aspect to another. So there's two aspects to your questions. But it, it's mm -hmm. clear I was able to decode. So I'll, I'll address the second portion when I feel like there's more emphasis on that one. Okay. For generations, there has been assistance from the dimensional realms, whether it's multi-generational multi timeline of star seeds and souls coming from everywhere to come and help. And it's nothing new. It's just that because it's been such a huge change and still changing in terms of the collective consciousness of humanity, how more and many, many more people becoming more attuned to their light rediscovering who they are, accepting who they are, start to step into their self-confidence, core of worthiness, self-love. That has simply increased the level of recognition for the waves of multi-generational star seeds and souls who've come at multi-points throughout history to help us stabilize. They were light workers even during the, the Great Wars. They were light workers before then. I mean, look at Telsa, Telsa or, you know, other, you know, inventors throughout your history. You can tell that they came in with knowledge, information encoded, the the guidance they mm -hmm. were receiving. They were pioneers to open aspect of the earth history in a time where, of course, there was no recognition. There was no consciousness oriented. It was still outside of a accepted reality. What has shifted, what we have witnessed, even just from the 80s. I grew up in the 80s, and I can tell you that having this, this kind of dialogue was impossible. Maybe some mm -hmm. private mainstream here and there, but where I grew up, none of it was spoken. The word hybrid was just for Star Wars movies or Steven Spielberg and sci-fi and things like that. It was a big taboo. So you have to look even that point of reference from the 80s to where you are today. Huge awakening, huge change. There's a catalyst in movement. And I know we can all feel it and experience it even more today. So what happened is that it simply opened the ways for the next 
level of a multi-generational star seed coming to the planet um, at certain point in the 90s, 2000s, and even leading up to today, so they're coming back, the souls can now come back with little veil, if not no veil at all, with stronger frequencies because of the pioneers before them stabilizing, opening the way to bring those seeds of light at a time where the earth is in better position to receive them, to encore those frequencies and there's more support on the planet by the other light workers, the other star seeds have come to be able to welcome the young ones. So I'm right in between, between the pioneers before me and those who came after me. So I'm right in the middle because I understand the two aspects. I understand those who come and have gone through so much challenges, programming, whether it's cultural, religion, um, you know, upbringing, I mean, so much versus the newer soul of come who may have little exposure to that. And then they come in and they need that stru structure and that support system so they can blossom to be who they were meant to be. So you can tell that it's always been generationals of star seed and soul coming at certain point on the planet to help it's just right now we're more it's more popularized now it's more accepted we we embrace uh all oh, the star seed are they always been here yes they've always been here but now we're able to recognize them more if that makes sense mm -hmm. and and we're able to hear them more basically you're not working alone though you're you have a group of light beings that you on the other side that you connect to as well so you're you're you know um so is there a mothership <laughs> that you you connect into that you can go back to and kind of um get some more information or get a rest or get a, a vibrational, you know, um, charge up kind of thing. And, and the other question I have is being here in this density, does this drain you? So yes I got two yes. questions again. <laughs> well, it's yes and yes. Um, yes, I go back to my uh, trained father mothership. He's in command mm -hmm. of this really huge one of our Turian um, mothership, we have many, but the one that Father is in charge of with my um, the group who is assigned to my Earth mission. So definitely, that's a big yes. I go back. I go back there, and in fact, you know, I can feel my Arcturian Father is with me always. There's mm -hmm. never a disconnect. I'm always because I'm a part of them, and they are part of me. It's 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 always there. It's. It's just as natural as the uh, the air you breathe. It's just part of who I am. Mm. And they always remind me, remember that they said you may be used at being attached to this form, but you are ultimately one of us. And so, of course, I go back and I will rejuvenate and, you know, re reassess where are we and all of this. Being physically on this three-dimensional frequency with the gravitational energy of the earth at this stage and the way it has been, it is very exhausting. 
And this is why I need to charge up, like you mentioned so well. I, I like the yeah. way you said this is yeah. it is necessary. Absolutely. Why did you choose this mission? Do you know? Mm -hmm. Yes. I will make it very simple and very empowered. We're here for the love of Gaia and all life evolving on it. Mm -hmm. And that speaks bigger than my challenge. But did you have special talents or, or um, abilities? Why you? And and I might be wrong in doing this because I'm still using a duality and saying you. Why did you come? And um, why were you the one and why did you choose to take this mission on? It can't be the most appealing one. <laughs> Um, do you know that answer or not really? I do. It's just simply as no really words that may be satisfactory to you at this point. I'll simply say, think about it this way. I have no need to learn from this lifetime in terms mm -hmm. of karmic, in terms of evolution. I have already reached that. I've already done the work. I've already walked the path. So why would a being, a cosmic being, who've already lived in oneness, I understand mm -hmm. what being an enlightened, advanced way is, why would a being choose to return into a very specialized form, physical form, that will allow me to be boots on the ground, so to speak? Mm -hmm. so that we can assist in a much more effective and more direct way an entire planet on the midst of one of the most important evolutionary shift. Ask yourself in your heart, why such being would even volunteer for that? And that's where your answer is. See, I'm not that courageous. <laughs> Mine is, no, nah, I'm not doing that. I'm going the other direction, but you chose to do it. Yes, and that's, I did. that's why the question. For now, this is how we invite you to reflect. It's more of a reflection than a verbal response. In time, there will be other components that we will gladly share with all of you. But for now, we feel this is more powerful this way. Mm-hmm. The divine matrix, we only have very few minutes, I know, but the divine matrix and quantum consciousness. Can, have we addressed that, or can you quickly address that? The divine matrix. We can talk in two minutes. Think of it this way. <laughs> I thought I that know, might be a problem. Yeah. Well, there's <laughs> no problem. It's just, let, let's step back a little bit and just, we invited all of you, including you, Barbara, to feel the depth of what we have shared with you. We are, can already see your cup is overflowing right now. So how about for now, just for today, you integrate what you've received. This is more than answering questions. This is an exchange of energy and frequencies. And I feel there's a great many answers been already provided, but simply still yet unrecognized. 
How about we just allowing the wisdom received settle in and we can say, we shall do it again and then explore more at that point. How about that? That sounds good. Is that the light language? What do you mean, is that light language? You had you had written down light. what is light language. And I feel like the energy transference is light language. Am I off? Oh, okay, now you're into light language. Uh, yes, it's an aspect of it. Again, the invitation at... It's too big a right? question, yeah. yeah. It, it, it's just... We always invite whatever conversation we have on the higher intelligence level, we always invite whoever we speak with to avoid being too quick of changing topic and more emerging mm -hmm. themselves into I know. what we are shift what we are really sharing with you. I know I'm doing that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no, okay, so time. yeah. Um, I want you, if as we close, can you tell people where to get hold of you and what you have coming up? Of and, course, um, with pleasure. Yeah, definitely. So the best way is to my website, which is infinite healing from the stars.com. So infinite healing from the stars.com. We have membership. We have a wonderful online community. We have multiple memberships, and each membership has benefit. We do one class per month, two meditation. We have private gathering. We also do um, sometimes private retreat just for the members, private group with the members, global initiative work. We do a lot in this beautiful international a community of light and minded people who are coming together to really make a difference for themselves, for each other, for support. So I will invite everyone to look on their services and memberships. We um we also have, you know, our monthly meditation series. We also have our Octurian Eating Arts program, which is a three month online program. As all the details are also on my website. And I'm gonna be traveling. I'm going to Egypt and Greece in September and October with a large group, a network, an international network to the Stargate experience. We're going to be doing a love activation in Egypt and in Greece for the annual conference. Huge gathering, lots, there's lots coming up. And um, this is the best way to connect with me. I My schedule for private session is fully booked till 2024, all the way next year. So right now I'm not taking private sessions, but we can, as far as the membership is the best way to work with us and there's so much you can learn. Great. Thank you so much for being on. It's been fabulous. I, I've loved it. I've, I've gathered so much information and felt the energy. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for Metaphysics, A View Through the Veil. Please tune in for another edition with your host, Barb Crowley, next Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Enjoy your upcoming weekend.